Do you aspire to become a responsible leader? How do you see yourself now as a young man? Learning from challenges is one thing, but getting opportunities is another. If you're a young man who wants to learn about personal growth, life lessons, and leadership, tune in to Essential 11, shaping leaders among leaders. What's going now? There he is, and he's even better looking than the picture. How are you, sir? Man, if I was any better, I'd be you. You know what? <laughs> I could say the same about you, sir. It is uh, it is a pleasure, man. Thank you for joining us for this hour. Sure. It is awesome, man. I want to make sure you've got full context. So if you got any questions, you can ask those. And then we're just going to dive into some dive into some Brad Lee. And you notice we've got a bunch of studs that are on the call with us. Um, and they'll end up having better questions uh, than this old white bearded guy ever will. So uh, just to give you the the uh, background here. So I've built a number of schools. When I say schools, I mean educational centers for young heroes. So we got, you know, high schoolers making six figures. We've got, I always tell people I've got horses out here on my ranch because my daughters bought them when they were nine and seven for their businesses. So our schools are, are very different than your typical school. So I help build schools. Uh, my friend Tim Kennedy and I decided to launch uh, this program where we get the opportunity to mentor uh, these amazing young men from all over the world. And they join us to meet with the best of the best, the best every single week. So we've had, you know, mutual friends on from Frizella and Blower and Ray Care and Brian Callen and Gary Vee and, and Patrick Bet David and just the best of the best, man. And these guys wow. pour into it. It's the best thing I get to do, sir. So, um, and then we run it as episodes of the Essential 11 as well. So there's wins all around. Uh, so just want to make sure you're good with all that and you're good with us launching this as an episode as well. That's all okay? Certainly. Beautiful. It's, I'll tell you, youngsters, you are very fortunate to have this gentleman and whoever he's affiliated with, you know, making this available. Because I'll tell you, number one, you're already 10 times smarter than most people your age, because as you can tell, they're not on the call. All right. So number one, you're you guys are already, to me, amazing why well because you're young and you're still on this call mm, that's it and when i was when i was young i wouldn't have been on this call i would have thought this is stupid who cares my dad gives me money you know i'll i'll, I'll, I'll you know i'll make my own money yep so kudos for for getting for getting started out of curiosity how come everyone turns their camera off are they all ugly uh, half of them are, are not that good looking. No, we've got, uh, we do have some, no, we have handsome gentlemen. So they know that they're, if they're going to be on the background needs to look, uh, needs to look good. And if they've got good, uh, audio video, they've got it on some of the guys, it does start tweaking with audio if they do come on. Um, but if we can get them on, they do need to be on. You are correct, sir. And, and so is it, is it just these, these people here? That's a great Malachi, question. Antonio, Caleb, Luke. So these are the guys that are able to, to join us right now. And then, so what this will be is it'll be recorded. Any of the young men that we have, and we've got young men, you know, as young as 12, we have some up wow. to uh, early twenties. Uh, and and, you, and you still invited me on? And still invited you on because uh, we knew that at least, at least the non-ugly ones would get some good stuff out of it, you know? So it's, it's, it's the best, man. I'm telling you, are right. I was, just, you know, I wouldn't have been on this call either. Most grown men wouldn't have the cojones to get on calls like this and to really ask questions and to dive in and try to gain that self-awareness, right? That's the difference. Yeah. And so instead of trying to fix, you know, a bunch of, of broken older guys, we're going, Hey, how do we build up 
these young studs as they grow up and they are better than than you and I ever could be. Right. That's the whole game, sir. Awesome stuff, it, man. It is, man. I appreciate it. So, um, you know, I'd love to again, these guys are going to end up having better questions um, than I will. But if you don't mind, I hate this question on a normal podcast. But if you don't mind just making sure these guys have a quick, you know, high level X-Men origin story so to speak and i always like to take the guess and go man who were you at 15 16 17 um because like you i wasn't anywhere near as cool as these guys uh so it's kind of fun to hear where you know where you might have been there versus what you're doing now which is you know a whole lot of great stuff if you don't mind walking us through a little bit well at 16 i got kicked out of my house for not mowing the lawn like i said i would nope. my dad was a little bit of a drinker so when it, when I went home, he was standing there. I could tell he was a little bit drunk. And my dad's either like a mean drunk or a nice drunk. You never knew until you looked at him. And then you could tell by his eyes which mood he was in. Yeah. So when he said something and, and he was drunk, you didn't argue. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't say one word. Okay, You better listen to what he's saying right now. So ultimately, uh, he kicked me out for not mowing the lawn, not doing what I said I would do. Um, so I left the house and of course at 16, man, that was to me cool. Like, thank God, no more parental supervision. Like, dude, I'm out on my own. I'm like, holy moly. Are you kidding me? Yes. Just got your ticket. To so, yeah. So I thought, okay, cool. Well, number one, I wanted to be a movie star. Uh, so I thought, you know, maybe I'll move to LA. So, I mean, literally 16 to, to where I am now, there's a lot of stuff happened, but Ultimately, at 16, I was, you know, dropping out of high school, thinking I'm going to be a movie star, uh, running around, you know, trying to meet girls and be cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, and now I'm doing the same thing. And, I was no, gonna just say, and then when does the cycle come back? Because I, I did the same. I mean, I got booted at 16 as well um, and then end up officially moving out of 17 and never looked back, but kind of went through those same cycles. Well, are you guys, are you guys trying to be like successful? I would assume, because if you're going to be successful, in my opinion, it, you, you need to sell something. You need to sell something folks. So, so at the end of the day, when I was 16, after running around, you know, finally everyone convinced me that I needed to get a real job. So I went and got a job fighting forest fires. And so I show up on the first day, you know, it's terrible. It's like, backbreaking work you you know it's just hell basically and you know i got paid pretty good so supposedly so after about a few days you know i get a little patch of poison oak right here and i say hey i got poison oak i'm not gonna be able to come in for a few days and the dude opened up his shirt and was covered in it and he said dude that's part of the job so i'm like what i so i quit everyone said i was an idiot for quitting that was one of the best jobs you could get you know, in this town for sure. But according to the world, you know, in the whole wide world, this was it. I had the best possible job ever. Well, nobody needed to tell me that that was nonsense. I'm not going to get poison oak for your 20 bucks an hour or whatever you were giving me. So I quit next day, opened up the newspaper. Now, again, keep in mind, I'm 17 at this point, open up the newspaper and see an ad for selling cars. So I'm like, let me go try that. So I go in there. I get the job. I get to wear a suit. They give me a free car to drive. It was unbelievable. And I made three times the money doing that. than than the guys up at the forest service busting their ass all day were getting. Yeah. 
Yep. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then I was making more money than my entire family. And all the people that said, you know, you're stupid. You never should have quit that job. Even after I'm making all the money, basically just said, I'm still stupid and that ain't going to last. And I think I know everything and yada, yada, yada. Well, and by the way, a lot of them work for me now. So it, it, what, what's funny is, you know, I didn't thankfully listen to a lot of other people's opinions. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you might, you might think because you're 15 or however old you are that you need to listen to everybody's opinions. No, you don't. You don't need to, you don't need to, there ain't, ain't nobody going to tell you what to do except right now your parents. Okay. And you. Right. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when someone has an opinion of you, I just, again, noted, you know, note it if you want to, but don't, don't make your decisions based on someone else's idea of what they think you need go worry about what you think you need yeah anyway so at 16 i was just running around learning life man so i want to talk about a couple of those things right there real quick one of those you talked about sales and you're saying go sell something and i could not agree more having that having that ability you will be you know bedros coolian's a good friend of mine we we're just down in mexico and we we're talking about that like and we we're talking with the young young kids about that like look if you've got the ability to sell and communicate you will never be out of an opportunity if you can communicate, whether you go communicate at a high level for somebody else, you do it for your own business, you, do, you will never be out of an opportunity. So some of the pushback that I get from parents, and again, I got multiple schools um, that, I've, that I've started that, that I help people start as well. And some of the pushback that I always get from parents is, well, okay, selling is, you know, and, and, and being outgoing, those are uh, DNA traits. You know, I've got somebody who's an introvert, and so that's never going to be... I feel like that is nonsense. I feel like it's very much a skill. And of course, there's a lot of other things that go into it as far as that mindset. As far, but I think it's a skill that can be learned. What, what are your thoughts on that as far as selling and that kind of that DNA, so to speak? Well, if, if I'm talking to somebody's parents and they're telling me that about their kid I, or about sales in relation to their kid, I would say simply your kid is already a salesperson. Okay, we're all salespeople. Okay, we're already selling. We're selling people on not doing homework or selling people on going out with us or selling people on buying us a car. We're selling all day, every day. We've been selling our whole entire life. We're all a salesperson. The difference between a good salesperson and a bad one is the good one knows they're doing it and the bad one does not. Mm -hmm. they're, they're being told, you know, oh, I'm an introvert, so I can't sell. Anybody can sell. You're selling all day anyway. The question is, is do you have the skill set and do you understand that it's that, that there's steps to it? Like there's literally just like if you go in and fight a mixed martial artist, you go fight a black belt, more than likely you're going to get your ass kicked. Right. Now you go train and you go practice and you learn what that person knows and get in with a black belt and you're a black belt. Guess what? You might kick some ass. Yep, it's a different story. So sales is the same way, man. You just got to understand sales is a skill set. It can be learned. You don't have to be any particular thing in order to do it. Now, some people are naturally, you know, personality based, uh, more inclined to do better quicker. Why? Because they smile a lot, because they're funny, because, because they have good conversations, because they're witty, they're sharp, they're quick. Okay. So they might do a little better, a little quicker, but a stone cold opposite of that can eventually get to the same level 
That's right. It just took them longer. That's it. So the question is, is what's your decision? Do I want to or not? Because it shouldn't be, well, how long does it take? How long does it take? Then I'll determine whether or not I want that skill set. If you guys want to be successful in life, trust me, you want that skill set. That's right. Uh, guys, there's only three things you have to focus on, okay, in life. Ready? If you want to be successful. Number one, your mindset. Number two, your skill set. And number three, your habits. Mm. That's it. If right. you can just if you can just master your mind, hone your skills and do the right thing, which is the habits, mm. dude, you're done. So it's guaranteed. I'd put a million on each one of you that you're all going to make it. There's not one of you that'll fail. If you do those three things, that's a hundred percent. Right. I love that. Gentlemen, what's the second, second book that you guys end up reading in this program? What's that called? James Clear wrote atomic habits. Atomic habits. habits. Yeah. Dang right. And there's a reason that's for that. There's a reason you guys are taking on that paperclip challenge and getting out there in your community and learning to flip that paperclip. We had a young man who's flipped his paperclip so far into his first truck because we want you guys to understand how to build those habits and get out there and sell and communicate. I love that. Would you, and I want to circle back to not listening to other people's opinions too. Cause that is something that, I mean, I don't, not just working with young people, but working with, parents too around the world you know I can, i'm consistently bringing them back to trying to get them to understand that they need to stop parenting based on their friends expectations of them as a parent quick trying to get the harvard bumper sticker you know to to show everybody else that you're a good parent because to you that's successful right that 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 has nothing to do with parenting you're you're putting your your eggs in somebody else's thought basket so i want to circle back to that but would you mind walking us through so you're selling cars and you've obviously graduated, kept honing the skill set, and uh, and your sales journey has taken you a whole lot further. Would you mind expanding on that just a little bit for them? Yeah, now I've got a portfolio of companies that make over well close to a hundred million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've I've got uh, uh, seven kids, and you know, I'm a badass. It's awesome. I love it. But no, at 16, you know, when I learned that, guys, it, it seemed like forever. Until I was 30 years old, I really didn't do anything. I just stayed in the car business. I was 100% out to get rich, and I never got rich because I was so focused on what I needed. I missed the entire point of how you get rich. You get rich by worrying about what other people need. You solve other people's problems, and you'll solve yours. Right. So if you want to make a million dollars, just solve a million problems. Right. Okay. Or one big one. Well, so I was looking, I was looking at myself. I was, you know, selfish. I just wanted to get rich. It was always about me, 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 me. And then one time I was uh, running this car dealership and this uh, Mexican dude in the, in the lot bay, well, the, the, the washed the cars, moved the cars, jump started the cars. Like this dude worked harder than any salesperson or anyone else in the, in the dealership. This guy was a hardworking, ethical dude, man, with a nice family and like just broke because he was making minimum wage. So, and he had a, you know, fairly big family and he had to support them all. So you, it's hard to support someone on minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Well, he barely spoke English. Well, no, he spoke English, but he broke in English. So, you know, what else could he do? Right. I mean, everybody told him with that accent, you're not going to be able to do anything but a minimum wage job. And I'm like, dude, don't listen to those fools. See, this is like, I, I didn't listen to those fools. So I'm like, dude, don't listen to those fools. I'll show you how to freaking close deals and make money. 
moved him up front within three months. He was making $15,000, $20,000 every single month. He, he became one of my best closers. He ended up running stores himself. But at the end of the day, Love you know, it. I accidentally uh, helped him make more money um, and didn't realize it till I, till I looked back. But that's the point where I started worrying about other people instead of myself. So I helped that dude and it felt so good. I'm like, man, I want to start a training company where I can help other people make a lot of money. Cause man, I, that, that, that was cool watching his whole tra family transform just from a little bit of money. And it made me feel like I was, you know, adding value. So it made me feel good. So then I, I said, screw it. So I quit my job, started a training company and the training company was my training to go out and, and, and make people more money. Well, after I got out on the road, I realized, you know, this isn't going to work. Like I'm out, I'm living out of a hotel. It's not working like it used to. I couldn't figure out why. So I did a little research and I found four key ingredients that are, that are required in order to properly train somebody. It's number one, good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. If you don't have those four things, you're not training you're just being exposed. Yeah. Okay. And, and you don't expose people to information and expect that they learn it. If you want them to learn it, you have to train them. So the reason I was successful doing it in the past is because inadvertently I was given repetition, practice and accountability because they worked for me. But when I quit that job and I was just teaching any random person at any random company, I didn't have repetition. I didn't have accountability. I didn't have any of that. So it wasn't really working, but it was my company and, um, and it was starting to fail. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I'm not going to be able to keep doing this. So I got to figure out a way to solve my problem, which is being out on the road, not having repetition, not having an accountability. So I thought, why not? This was back before any of you guys were even born, by the way. This was like in 1999, maybe 2000. So, so I, the internet came out and I'm like, dude, what if I could come up on the internet and just like a video and just say what I would have said if I was there in person and then I can test them and I can do all these other things. So I invented a light speed virtual training system. And so I put my stuff on it, found somebody that could build it, put my stuff on it and then started selling it and it started working. But then I ran into a little bit of a ceiling and, and I realized that everybody already had their favorite trainer and, and, you know, I didn't have a very big name. So I thought, well, why don't I just go sell the trainer? Like, why don't I just close the closer right. on using my technology instead of doing it like they're doing it? Cause they were doing it like I used to do it. And I knew that didn't work. So I showed them my system, sold them my system closed. Like I closed the guy that teaches you to close. Love so it. I'm closing these experts, you know, all the big names that you could think of. You guys might not even know who the, most of them are nowadays, um, but but Tony Robbins, you know, Zig Ziglar, John M Maxwell, Tom Hopkins, Brian Tracy, oh, yeah. you know, Grant Cardone. Um, you know, again, I I built Grant Cardone right along with his ass. He, he he'll tell you that too. Go listen to my podcast. That's awesome. But anyway, so 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 I decided again. To not worry about me because I wanted to be the trainer and the star, but I, but I did it again on accident. I, I, I just did it, but I thought, let me go help Grant. Let me go help Brian. Let me go help Tony. Mm. So now I'm trying to help other people again. And sure enough, boom, millions started being made.
Now, when I say it, it wasn't overnight, dude, it took 20 years, but bottom line is I got, you know, very successful with that. So, so because of that, um, you know, my social media started, you know, blowing up. So now because of a personal brand, you know, I can start companies left and right very easily because I have attention and I have a personal brand. So if I were you guys, I would do what you can to come up with and start building your personal brands. And you already have one. The question is, is it any good? And do, does anyone know about it? Bingo. Now, how many people have heard of Jake Paul? Mm-hmm. You guys heard of Jake and Logan? Yeah, everybody, right? So at the end of the day, like, dude, they, they were doing this back when they were your age, acting right. like goofballs on YouTube. Right. And everyone said, look at these idiot kids. Look at these idiot goofballs. You know how much hate they got? You know how many people said, look at these freaking goofball wannabe losers? And they didn't listen, did they? They just kept posting and posting and posting and posting. And now look at them. Okay, now those guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. They have a personal brand where they could start a business anytime they want, just like that. Instant they moment. can go. They can go improve a business just like that by driving all of their fans to that business. Right. So a personal brand is something you guys should be paying attention to. That's absolutely you it. Know? And it so takes if, to, to do it right. It takes time. So like, just get started. Do it right. So that way, three or four years from now, you're already you know got a great foundation. Bingo. Yeah, these guys are developing the starting month two. Man, they jump into a, a digital portfolio where they're putting together all of the work, all the projects, all the challenges, all the workouts, all the mentors, they're meeting all that. They're putting that together to start to do exactly what you're saying, that digital brand, you know, and that, that, that personal brand. And what I try to tell parents too, is everybody's so concerned about the, the freaking college game. I, I worked at Stanford for a long time, man. Everybody's concerned about the college game. First of all, I think college is a waste of time for the majority of people. And that goes, that's somebody that builds schools. Second of all, I can tell you on the admissions side of it, if you're rich, congratulations, welcome to Stanford. After that, it's not as much of a meritocracy as people think. And a personal brand, a digital portfolio like that is going to open up more opportunities for these young guys, whether it's college or something else than any kind of high school transcripts in your straight A's ever will. Because thousand percent. Not even close. You guys, trust me when I tell you, build a personal brand. Like, don't even have a second question about it. Yep. Now, I can tell you guys step by step how to do that. Um, but, you know, over time, I'm sure things are going to change. So just pay attention to the to the to the market, you know, but I'd get started on that immediately. I mean, to give to give you guys life hacks where where like I wish someone would have told me, like, for example, here's the three things that you got to figure out, folks. This is all you got to figure out in life. You ready? Write it down, fellas. Yeah. Number one, your health, because trust me, you can have all the money in the world. Okay. You'd give it up to get healthy if you were sick and dying. Okay. So your health is most important. Mm -hmm. Every day you should be focused on this. And by the way, what you focus on grows and what you ignore dies, right? Makes sense. So health and then money. Everyone will tell you money's not important. Don't do it for money. Don't focus on the money. Don't look at the money. That's bad. No, dude, it is not bad. Money is really, really good. And then you have relationships. Everything in your life will fall into one of these three categories. 
Can anybody think of anything that, that you can think of that doesn't fall in that one of those categories? Agreed. Some people like to say, what about God? Well, that's a relationship right. with God, yeah, isn't right it? There. That's exactly right. What about, what about a relationship with yourself? The confidence, the self-esteem, the self-worth. Because you want to raise your net worth, you got to raise your self-worth. You can't be relying on other people's opinions to make yourself confident. You got to be confident regardless of other people's opinions. But here's the trick. You know where money comes from? Everyone tells you money doesn't grow on trees. Who's heard that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do they tell you where it does grow? They don't tell you. They just tell you it doesn't grow on trees, right? They don't tell you where it grows. Like, why wouldn't they give you the, the rest of it? Yeah, you know, hey, it doesn't grow on trees. Well, where does it grow? Yeah. You know where it grows? It grows in other people's pockets. Okay. That's where money grows. Okay. You want to make more money, meet more people. Mm -hmm. The more hands you shake, the more money you make. The more people you know, the better you are. Mm -hmm. The better you are. People say, what do you mean by that? If you knew... 10 times the people you know right now, you'd have 10 times what you have right now in resources. You have more referrals, more network, more favors, more loans, more connections, more parties, more people, more access. Like it's simple, okay? Relationships are the most important, okay? Out of all these three, I say health is number one. Relationships would be probably number two. Why is that? Well, because if you talk to someone old on their deathbed, guys, they're not talking about, oh, I'm going to miss driving my Ferrari. Right. They're not talking about, oh, I wish I had more time to count my money. They don't care about money anymore. All they care about. It's right there. That's right. So guess what? That's probably the, the, the second most important. Why is health more important? Because guys, without health, you're screwed. Yep. Okay, so relationships, more important. Now, relationships with who? Relationships with who, whatever religion you, you believe in. Relationships with yourself. Relationships with your family. Relationships with your workers, your coworkers, your friends. Like all the relationships that matter in life, that's most important. And here's what's crazy. If you want to make money, make more relationships. So what happens? Check this out. Here's what happens. Okay. This is crazy. You leverage relationships to make more money, right? Relationships is where you get the money. Once you get the money, you can afford to have better health, better tests, better doctors, better access, better, better everything. You get healthier and focused. You'll make more money. Mm -hmm. You make more money, you'll get more relationships. True story. So relationships is where the money comes from. You make relationships, leverage relationships, get money. Get money, turn it into health. Turn the health back into more money. The money gets you more relationships. The relationships get you more money. More money gets you better health. The health gets you more money. The money gets you better relationships. The relationships, bang! It's the hero. Come on, kids. That's the secret to life right there. That's all you got to freaking focus on and you'll be golden. That is the hero's journey right there in a shortened cycle. I love that, man. That's so good. So, and you're talking about, and I could not agree more, man, talking about the relationship with self and how that self-confidence and self-worth, you know, pours into it and, and, and not worrying about other people's opinions. 
And kind of the same question is as uh, is kind of the sales thing. Do you think there is a DNA aspect to that? Do you think that is a uh, self confidence grows over time? Is a little bit of both because one of the things I try to impart on uh, on these guys and, and Tim is much of the same is confidence grows through experience and especially for a young man we don't think it grows any other way you might have a dna you know preset i'm a little more confident you might have had uh, more opportunities but going out and collecting experiences where you're able to go through cycles of failure you're able to overcome something difficult and you're able to actually you know get a victory it's not these eighth place trophies kind of thing you actually make something happen that's where real confidence is able to grow right i knew i could fight and then i got into the mixed martial arts cage right and then you get nine fights under your belt and then that's a, that's a whole different level of confidence i love the example you used earlier so building confidence as a young man you know uh, right now experience base is kind of what kind of what we're angling at what do you think on that well i mean obviously there's value in experience but um you know to build confidence i would give you guys six steps to follow I, I i call them sacred six the sacred six mm. number one and of most importance is so step one is you got to forgive yourself believe it or not everyone your whole life's been telling you whatever it's been storing in your subconscious you have a subconscious mind that subconscious mind by the way it's below awareness that's what subconscious literally means so it's a mind you don't even realize what's in there or how it's affecting you but your subconscious has been filled even even if you're only 12 it's you've been listening and and, and yep. paying attention and watching for 12 years it's in your subconscious and it's it's going to basically affect your belief system mm -hmm. and your belief system is how everything takes place because you, what you do is based on your beliefs so ultimately uh you got to forgive yourself openly like in a mirror just so you can wipe the slate clean. Mm. It's almost like erasing the chalkboard, like get rid of all the crap that's on the chalkboard now. And you just forgive yourself. That's how easy that is. I forgive myself, whatever you've done or whatever, whoever you lied to, whatever you think you're, you're bad for, just forgive yourself. Trust me. It's easy. So you forgive yourself. Step two, you make a commitment to do what you say you're going to do. Mm. Period. You commit to do what you say you're going to do. Like period, it doesn't matter. People, and by the way, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, you start young, you're going to be way better off because you know that's your reputation, that's everything. But it's also the reputation with yourself. So it's like you know, if you if you say I'm going to do something, you already know. I, when I say I do something, I do it. Right. Okay, that's confidence. Okay, so you commit to do what you say you're going to do, no matter what, and just be careful what you agree to. Because you, you know, as of this day forward, if you say you'll do it, then you're going to do it. Right. It doesn't matter if you changed your mind. It doesn't matter if you're freaking tired. It doesn't matter if it hurts and you didn't know it hurt. Like you made a commitment. Now do it. That in and of itself will help you build confidence. But there's still more to go. So you forgave yourself. Now you committed to do what you say you're going to do. Step three, you guys want to start racking up wins. Okay, you want to win every day, all day, if you can. Because obviously, guys, if you lose a lot, it makes you a loser. Okay, well, some people call me a loser, but I don't believe them. Dude, if you're losing a lot, you are a loser. That's the, by definition, you're a loser. Who wants to be a loser? Nobody. So what do we do to become winners? Well, if you're a loser because you lose a lot, then I would imagine 
a winner wins a lot. Right. Yes or no? Amen. So if a winner wins a lot, how do we win a lot? Dude, start setting, you know, 10 things that you can do every single day and do them. That's a win. Like, for example, guys, brushing your teeth, as stupid as that sounds, that's a win. You know, making one more phone call, you know, reading one more chapter, you know, finishing one more thing of homework. I don't know, because I don't usually talk to youngsters that are still in school and stuff. But you guys get my point. Just make small wins every day. Quit stretching your like people always say you need these big goals. Like if I said I'm going to make a million dollars, that's my goal this month. And I come in at nine hundred thousand. Is that a win or a loss? Is that a win or is that a loss? Show Which it. one? Yeah, it's hundred percent. No, see, Logan, it ain't, it ain't a win. It's not a win. It, it, people will rationalize how it's a win. Well, you did good still, man. You almost got there. Hey, you should be proud of yourself. No, 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 no. That was a loss, brother. You should have said, I'm going to make a thousand dollars or I'm going to make one more phone call because the goal is to, to do what you know you can do. Let's say you want to start getting in shape. Okay. Can you, can you uh, jog for five minutes? Yeah, that's a win. Okay. Can you eat one less French fry at McDonald's today? Okay. That's a win. You know, can you be rude one less time to your friends today? There's a win. So you want to rack up the wins by setting five to 10 small goals every single day that you achieve and accomplish mentally and consciously. Mm. So that you're like, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Pretty soon, dude, you're walking around, dude, you, you start to bebop around because you start feeling a little bit better. You start to gain a little more confidence. You start feeling like a winner. And then step four comes into play. That's where you get rid of the negativity. Mm. And that could be that could be your friends. That could be your girls. That could be. I don't know if there's any girls on here, but that could be anybody. So the point being is. You, you eliminate all negativity right? and you eliminate it immediately. Like you literally shut it off. Cause what'll happen is you'll forgive yourself. You'll start, you know, committing to do what you say you're going to do. You'll start feeling a little bit better about yourself. Now you start winning and now you're going to start thinking you deserve more and you can do more and you'll start to have belief in yourself. You'll start to go, man, I could probably do something like this. And then people, even our parents sometimes will come out and say, what are you thinking? Why don't you just focus on high school? Quit worrying about building a business. Mm -hmm. Oh, you've been watching those internet gurus. Now you think you're going to be an entrepreneur. You know, it could be your parents, could be your brothers, your sisters. It could be your boyfriends and girlfriends. It could be just your friends making fun of you. Guys, get rid of those people. You say, how do I get rid of my parents? I'm talking about close your ears. Do not listen to the negativity. Mm -hmm. What you allow in your head will grow. Right. Now, if you plant a seed of corn, what do you think comes up? Corn. If you plant wheat and expect corn, you're an idiot. <laughs> True story. Whatever you plant is going to grow. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So if you know this is a fact, do not plant any negativity. Mm -hmm. Get it out of the garden. And this is the garden, by the way. Right. Like, don't don't let it in. Don't listen to it. Somebody wants to start talking about you're ugly, you're dumb, you're slow, you're a nerd, you dress stupid. Boom. Get rid of it. And including and when possible, just uh, just don't hang around people like that. Mm -hmm. So that's step four. Get rid of the idiots, I always say. And then step five. Here's the key. 
You guys want to map out and visualize exactly what you want. What does success look like? Most people have no idea what success looks like. If you guys want to do a test, go find somebody that you know and say, hey, what does success look like to you? And they're going to go, what do you mean? And say, what does success look like to you? And they're going to go, uh, and they'll probably look up. Why? Because they're going to think about it. Mm -hmm. The reason they got to think about it is because they've never thought about it. Right. Guys, think about it. Map out and visualize exactly what success looks like to you. And by the way, everybody always asks me, what's the key to success? Guys, it's not a key. It's a combination. And everybody has their own combination. Mm. So if you try to if you try to go chase success because of me and my influence, and then you get there and you realize it's it's not really satisfying or you're still empty inside and you know depressed well that's because you're listening to other people's definition of success and you're not asking yourself right. what do you think success looks like and then write that down and and visualize it in specifics like if you say man i want a lot of money how much is a lot of money what's the number you got to be specific with everything so that's step five, map out and visualize on a daily basis, already having it. You be thankful for having it, not thankful when you get it. You're not thankful that you, that you might get it. You're thankful because you've, you've got it. Mm -hmm. You're just mapping out exactly what success looks like. And then you're going to visualize already being there. Make sense? Yes, sir. And you, and you do that every day. Now, Step six is the key. Step six is every single day you want to seek new information. Mm. Because in order to change what you're getting, you have to change what you're doing. Right. In order to change what you're doing, you have to change what you believe. Because the reason you do what you do is because you believe what you believe. So the only way to change a belief is to get new information. Like if I told you, you know, if, if you believed fire doesn't burn and you stick your hand in the flame and it burns you, that is, that is just simply new information. You got new information. And so it made you change your belief. Now I would say, Hey, fire doesn't burn. And you'd say bull crap. Mm -hmm. Because you've got a new belief now. You stuck your hand in the flame. It burnt you. You've got a new belief. That ain't going to change. Now, if I came along and wanted you to change that belief, I would literally have to force your hand over a flame and, and, and show you that it's not, it won't burn you. Mm -hmm. And then you'd go, wow, that's incredible. New information. Now you'll change a belief. So the only way to change your belief is to change the information that you're getting. So you've got to seek new information every day. And I'm not talking about reading the shampoo bottle while you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about books. Okay. I'm talking about podcasts. I'm talking about, you know, self-help, human behavior, sales, you know, positive self-help and development type information, right. you know, go read the four agreements. If you guys haven't already, Yeah, so good. go get that book right now. Like the four agreements as a man thinketh. Mm. how to win friends and influence people mm. think and grow rich you know i can give you a whole list of books that you should go get my book the hard way maria where is my book give me one go get this book right here 
it ain't as good as those other ones, but it's damn good. I have no doubt about it, and I wish I had read it already. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're putting that on the list. Right there, folks. Lessons I learned the hard way so you don't have to. And let me tell you something. Here's what's crazy. You're going to learn a lot of these lessons anyway. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's, it's not a matter of will you learn what's in this book? The question is, is how much is it going to cost you to learn what's in this book? Right. I already, I already spent millions and lost millions in marriages and all the crap you guys are in. You guys are like, I, you know, if you look down right now, you'll see footprints. Those are mine because I've been there and I've done that. So like if you look, if you watch what other people do nine times out of 10, if you emulate what they do, you'll get what they got. Mm -hmm. So if you see someone successful and you want to be just like them, go, go find out what they do every day, how they think, where they eat, where they go, who do they hang with? What do they do every day? And you emulate what they do every day. And I'm guaranteeing you nine times out of 10, you're going to get what they're getting. That's exactly it. Yeah. You see somebody that's, you see somebody that's buff at the gym and you're like, man, I wish I looked like that. Go figure out what they're eating. Go figure out what they're lifting. Go copy their, their, their routine. And you'll probably get their results if you did it for the same amount of time, et cetera, et cetera. Now, yes, there's genetics involved sometimes. So if you're five, six, no, you're not going to be six, four because you emulated a six, four person. I'm talking about, you know, financial results and success based. You have, you want a good relationship, find someone with a good relationship and emulate what they're doing. That's right. But, but anyway, long story short, you seek new information folks, because if you want to change what you're getting, you want to change what you're doing. If you want to change what you're doing, you got to change what you believe. And the only way to change what you believe is to get new information. So, so that's step six. And you do that. those sick, those six things, you do that on a regular basis over a period of time and you'll start walking taller and you'll start being way more confident. Mm. Gentlemen, that is a that is a master class right here. You have now taken the step to becoming a great leader of tomorrow. Join the Apogee program by visiting www.apogeestrong.com. For inquiries, contact us 916-728-0606 or email matt at apogeestrong.com. Thank you for listening to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders. Stay tuned for more episodes.